gold standard. Welcome to the Dr. Hedberg Show for cutting-edge practical health information. For the latest articles, videos, and podcasts, visit drhedberg.com. That's D-R-H-E-D-B-E-R-G.com. The information in this show is intended for educational purposes only. Always consult your healthcare professional before attempting anything recommended in this program. And now, here's Dr. Hedberg. Well, welcome everyone to the Dr. Hedberg Show. This is Dr. Hedberg. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about the ketogenic diet and hypothyroidism. So, some people will report some symptoms of hypothyroidism when they do a ketogenic diet, and that's usually things like fatigue and uh, just feeling colder or cold hands and feet, just feeling a little bit more sluggish when they're on the ketogenic diet. And that could be for a number of reasons. It could be the body's just so used to carbohydrates uh, for so long that it's just not efficient yet or or doing well on a low-carb diet uh, or a ketogenic diet. But I wanted to investigate this to see if the ketogenic diet does in fact affect thyroid hormone levels and if it can cause hypothyroidism. So let's uh, let's jump into some of the research. One of the first studies that came up in my research was a study done on epileptic kids. And just a quick history, the ketogenic diet was actually first used in medicine for seizures in epileptics. And it's very effective for that. This particular study looked at the ketogenic diet on kids uh, who had epilepsy to see if it caused hypothyroidism. So we know that, and the authors point this out in the beginning, that whenever you restrict calories, you slow your metabolism. And that's been shown many times that dieting and, and lowering your caloric intake it will lower your T4 and your T3 levels, and it will increase reverse T3. So when you're, when you're dieting and cutting calories, you're telling the body that food is scarce, a famine could be coming, and so our bodies immediately adapt to potential lower uh, food, lower uh, caloric resources. So that's an evolutionary adaptation that we've developed. They begin the study by talking about how the ketogenic diet is anti-inflammatory, it's antioxidative, it balances neurotransmitters. Then they make a list of conditions that the ketogenic diet has been documented to be helpful for, and those are polycystic ovarian syndrome, also known as PCOS, migraine headaches, autism, depression, type 2 diabetes, ALS, also known as amyotrophic lateral sclerosis or Lou Gehrig's disease, Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's disease, obesity, glucose transporter protein 1 deficiency, that's a genetic disorder, and pyruvate dehydrogenase deficiency, another genetic issue. So very effective for a number of common conditions that we see out there. So this study was 120 patients, 63 male, 57 female, 
between the ages of 4 and 10. They were treated with the ketogenic diet for one year, and they checked their TSH, free T4, and free T3 levels at months 1, 3, 6, and 12. And they found that 20 patients, that comes out to 16.7%, developed hypothyroidism within the first six months, and that required thyroid medication. 70% of those 20 patients that developed hypothyroidism were girls, and that was expected because women have a much higher rate of hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's disease. Now, they defined hypothyroidism as a TSH level greater than 5 with normal free T4 levels, which doesn't make a lot of sense, and I'll talk about why. So the TSH levels, they actually increased in everyone during the first month, but then dropped overall at 12 months follow-up. Free T3 levels, however, those dropped significantly overall at 1, 3, 6, and 12 in everyone. So T3 levels dropped across the board, and uh, there was some negative effects there on TSH. Now, the interesting thing is that the authors state that none of the kids who were diagnosed with hypothyroidism based on this TSH test developed any hypothyroid signs or symptoms. And then it's also interesting to note that any kid who had been taking fish oil six months prior to the study, they were actually excluded from the study. And that's because we know that fish oil improves thyroid function. And I link to that study in this article on the website. So they, they do point out limitations of the study. Like they, they talk about there was a lack of, of testing for total T4 and total T3 levels, and there was no testing for Hashimoto's disease, so no thyroid peroxidase, antithyroglobulin antibodies. So we don't know if the kids had Hashimoto's or not. And some of the kids were on anti-epileptic drugs, and those are known to disrupt thyroid function, cause hypothyroidism. So a couple of issues there. So I don't really see how this study found anything conclusive if none of the kids developed any symptoms of hypothyroidism and, and hypothyroidism was, the base, was based on a TSH greater than 5 in growing children. So I don't really see a whole lot there to, to draw from. Uh, if some of them did have Hashimoto's, the ketogenic diet is gluten-free, it's also, um, you know, highly anti-inflammatory, antioxidative, uh, gluten-free, sugar-free. I mean, there's a lot of things there that that uh, come into play when we're looking at this type of diet. So that's that's the study on on epileptic kids. Now, some previous studies have shown that low carbohydrate diets do work well for fat loss like the Volex study and I linked to the Volex study in the article and Volex had people eat 8% carbohydrates, 61% fat and 30% protein. A Volex measured T4 levels, they remained completely normal. He didn't check T3 however, but all the subjects did very well losing weight. So 
if uh, thyroid function had decreased, it would have been very difficult to lose weight on that diet. As I mentioned earlier, we know that whenever you cut calories, you decrease T3 levels. Not only that, but fasting increases reverse T3, which will knock out T3 receptors. So the ketogenic diet is very good at suppressing appetite. So a lot of people end up not eating enough calories on the ketogenic diet because they have no appetite. And so their T3 levels are going to drop. So why would why do T3 levels drop on the ketogenic diet? Well, it can be because they're not eating enough calories, but also when you eat carbohydrates, you actually increase T3 levels. That happens to everyone. And that's because extra T3 is required to burn glucose that's made from the carbohydrates that you eat. This is why a lot of people feel warmer after eating a meal with a lot of carbs. Now, on a ketogenic diet, you don't need as much T3 because you're not spiking glucose levels from carbohydrates. So your body is actually more efficient at metabolizing glucose in ketosis, so you don't need higher T3 levels. So again, it's just uh, this is just a, an evolutionary adaptation that we've developed. It's not necessarily a bad thing as long as you're eating enough calories. Now, lower, this is a separate issue, but lower... T3 levels could actually be a good thing. We know that fasting increases lifespan in in animals, so it's theorized that uh, the ketogenic diet could potentially increase longevity because the ketogenic diet mimics fasting. There was a study called the Leyden Longevity Study, and this did show that lower T3 levels, um, at least at all of the markers that they looked at, uh, could potentially increase lifespan. And so that's something that, that kind of worries me when I'm working with patients who are taking T3 because we also know that too much T3, at least in animals, lowers their lifespan. So you could actually be shaving off some of the golden years taking T3 if, if you don't actually need it. So about 15 to 20% of the population genetically doesn't convert T4 to T3 very well. The other 80 to 85% are fine converting T4 to T3. Uh, you just have to figure out why those particular individuals aren't converting well. So remember, T3, very powerful stimulator of metabolism. It can give you a false sense of improved thyroid function. It's really just artificially stimulating your metabolism and energy production, and that can become addictive. So definitely something to think about. Then there was uh, another study that I linked to. They they looked at this latent longevity study after it was published uh, regarding thyroid hormone and longevity, and they confirmed those findings uh, that T3 is really not necessarily a good thing uh, for living a long time, and lower T3 levels equals a longer lifespan. So what can you take away from this? Basically, decreasing calories and losing weight on a ketogenic diet are what appear to be causing lower T3 levels. Uh, whenever you lose weight, your thyroid slows down. Whenever you decrease calories, 
uh, your thyroid slows down. And so again, a lot of people's appetites get killed and they're just not eating enough calories. If you're feeling colder, more fatigued, if you feel like your hypothyroid symptoms are worse on a ketogenic diet or low carb diet, then the first thing you do is you look at your caloric intake, make sure you're eating enough. And then if you're still having issues, then it might just not be the right diet for you. Um, especially with women, a lot of women with thyroid issues need carbohydrates to have good energy, good body temperature, uh, and to keep their metabolism running the way that it should. So that's another thing to think about. Also take a look at your fat sources. So when you go on a ketogenic diet, you start eating a lot more fat. Now studies have shown that polyunsaturated fats, certain ones, cause hypothyroidism and those would be uh, fats from corn soy canola oil and safflower oil those four inhibit thyroid function in fact it was actually once uh, proposed the way to treat hyperthyroidism graves disease was to have people increase their consumption of those polyunsaturated fats because they work so well at inhibiting thyroid function. So again, that's corn, soy, canola oil, and safflower oil. So make sure your fats are coming from healthy polyunsaturated fat sources like from fish, fish oil, flax, chia seeds, things like that. And then you want to balance that with good monounsaturated fats from olive oil and avocado. And then some saturated fat uh, but not too much from things like butter, ghee, coconut. And then make sure you're getting enough calories from protein. So you want about 20 to 5 to 30% of your calories from protein. And then about 60, 65% from fat. And then, of course, just a very small amount from of, from carbs if you're going to do ketosis. Remember, protein has a thermic effect on your metabolism. So 30% of the calories you consume from protein are used to metabolize the protein itself that you just ate. So it's very good for your metabolism. Uh, 25 to 30% of calories from protein is ideal. One other thing to note is that the ketogenic diet is inherently low FODMAP. And so if you have SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, then a low FODMAP diet is going to be really good for you in most cases. But eating a low FODMAP diet has been shown to re to reduce the diversity of your gut microbiome. So if you're going to do uh, ketosis or lower carbs, make sure you're eating a lot of fiber-rich vegetables and then you might want to add in some fermented foods like kimchi and sauerkraut and things like that so that the bacteria in your gut have plenty of fiber to feed on because uh, these uh, ketogenic and low-carb diets can get pretty low in fiber. And then you lose diversity, which could be a problem. This is one of the reasons why people, some people feel so much worse on, say, the autoimmune paleo diet or the paleo diet, or a ketogenic, or low-carb, because for them, it's having a negative effect on their gut microbiome. 
So there could be some predisposing factors there that could be causing uh, the reasons why they're not, not doing well. So I hope that allays any concerns of the ketogenic diet and thyroid function. Again, the ketogenic diet is in vogue right now. A lot of people are writing about it, talking about it. When I was bodybuilding in the 90s, uh, I did ketosis quite a bit, as well as uh, some of my uh, friends who I lifted with. And uh, But we would only use it for short periods of time, and we would cycle in and out of the ketogenic diet and then higher carbohydrates to stimulate growth hormone and uh, increase muscle mass and things like that. So... It's nothing new, it's just sweeping the the internet and the alternative medicine world right now. And uh, so I don't recommend it for everyone. Again, some people will feel much worse on it, some people will feel better. I wouldn't do it for a very long period of time if you are going to try it. And be sure you do it under doctor supervision so that you're not creating a lot of micronutrient deficiencies or screwing up your gut uh, following this particular diet. But the research is clear. It's not going to negatively affect your thyroid if you want to try the ketogenic diet. All right, this is Dr. Hedberg, and I've got links to all the studies on drhedberg.com in this article on the ketogenic diet and hypothyroidism. Take care, everyone. Talk to you next time. If you enjoy the Dr. Hedberg Show, you can support it by sharing each episode on your social media channels, like Facebook, and by leaving a review on iTunes. Please visit drhedberg.com. That's D-R-H-E-D-B-E-R-G.com to access the show notes and resources for today's episode.